Hey, this is Brent Jensen, and you're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. And I am joined today by Ashley Jane and Timon Winsack, who comprise Toronto pop folk duo In the City. Folks, welcome. Thanks for coming. I appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Yeah, and I pronounced your name right. Yeah, really uh, (laughs) spot on. (laughs) So the new single is uh, Best Time Now. We were just talking about this before the beginning of the show. I love this song. Thank you. Uh, in particular, the video. Mm-hmm. You know, the song itself is great. I love the use of the trumpet. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. But it, it was inspired by the unexpected passing of your mom, Ashley. Yes. Is that right? Yes. And the video is very, very stirring. Yeah. it's a, it, The video came about in like a really magical way. Um, we'd been introduced to our director, Anna McGuire, uh, through some friends. And she just loved the song as much as we did and like that's really hard to find you know someone when you're bringing someone else onto a project like that they have that same passion mm-hmm. and that they get that there's layers to this song like a, a, on one hand it is inspired by the loss of my mom but really the takeaway is isn't really I, I would hope this like sad song it's more celebratory like when we look at the, the end of a life instead of being stuck in you know, maybe defining my mom by the disease, you know, she lost her life to cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, I just sort of had this moment where I was like, maybe she would say I had the best time with everyone. And so that's kind of where our conversation started. And when Anna came on board, we bounced around a lot of different ideas. And then she came up with this concept of us performing in front of projected images of home movies. So and great. we knew that was the one and we knew that was a way to incorporate not just my family's story but like a whole bunch of different people's stories oh yeah it's magic to watch literally yeah i really really love it thank you yeah uh and your influences now as musicians so a little bit different so timon you are influenced by radiohead a little bit of bon jovi and the Backstreet Boys, mm-hmm. right? So you draw different things from them. And Ashley, you were uh, Joni Mitchell, Fleetwood Mac, and uh, Shania, among others, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so how do you how do you bring those two together? It's funny how you picked which ones uh, out of my bag of bands you picked, and how it sounds compared to her influences. She sounds so well rounded. I have these like Backstreet Boys, <laughs> Radiohead, um, <laughs> but um, it's true. I'm I'm. I, I listen to all kinds of stuff. Um, how do we bring it together? Um, Ashley is very influenced by the uh, artists that you've mentioned in a, in a way that they're all um, great storytellers and uh, songwriters. And she really brings that into the band, the storytelling side. And obviously she's great with melody as well. The songwriting part, I guess... I bring in whenever I can a little bit of an edge mm-hmm. into the whole thing. You bring in these like bold choices, like best times the first time we've ever used trumpet. I love that, and it's so cool. And you know, we're just trying to like push ourselves with every song musically. Um, but I think Timon also like brings a really strong production background. Like that's his background, so it's this this like really great mesh. That even though we don't have exactly the same influences, mm-hmm. we have a lot of bands that we are both fans of. But um, those like early influences are very different, but hmm. I think what what we bring to the table because we are so different and our strengths are so different is 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 good. And yes. you know it's it's a good partnership. Yeah. And how did you guys meet? 
Um, we met, uh, I was volunteering with a, a group of youth helping them write songs and they were recording those songs at the studio Timon worked at. Mm-hmm. So we sort of met that way. And there was like this whole group of young musicians that were helping out these other younger musicians. And we would all kind of start to jam together. And one thing led to another Timon recorded drums on one of my personal songs. And then we decided to try writing together. So it just sort of grew from there, writing for different things like commercials or film projects. And then we decided that there was like enough of a chemistry and enough of a good output of songs that mm-hmm. we, we should write more and then it form, form a duo. That's great. Okay. So um, let's get to your songs. You've got a great collection here. So the first one is by Phoebe Bridges. And it's called emotional. I love this song. So emotional motion sickness. Yeah, yeah. Very breezy, sunshiny. Yeah, it's a great. It's a great song. Like her voice is so stunning, and yet the lyrics are so honest. Like I don't think I've ever heard an artist write such honest lyrics in a in a, in a unapologetic way. And actually, the backstory of that song is she was in a relationship with ryan adams no way yeah i didn't know that yeah and that's what this song is about um and if and if you listen to it knowing that you can pick up on it like she talks about you were in a band when i was born and you know it's it but like she just says these things about the relationship that are kind of makes your mouth drop in a way like she's just so bold wow um and it and doesn't shy away from naming names like in interviews so there's something about her that i've find super inspiring just how you know it's not always easy to just put everything out there and the way that she writes and how honest she is is really unlike anything i've heard before yeah yeah i like her a lot i did not know that she dated brian adams i'm a huge ryan adams fan yeah Mm -hmm. yeah wow yeah i guess on top of that for me um comes also the sort of raw and dirty guitars that are folky, but have, have that sort of rawness of like a blues in, and rock influence. And There's the harder edge, right? a bit of a twist that makes it super interesting, uh, like raw and dreamy at the same time, kind of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys seen the video? Yeah. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah, it's really I just checked out yeah. a live performance. That's usually what I gravitate to, like KXP or something where they have the beautiful sound yes. you know, and record them. Yeah, I've seen like a picture. Is that her on the bike or something? Uh, on it's not like a scooter. Oh, a scooter. Okay. And then she's on her way to a karaoke performance, and at the end she collapses. Yeah, and she's wearing a suit. Huh. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, are you guys Ryan Adams fans too? Um, I think so. Yeah, like, and I'm not a huge Ryan Adams fan just because I think I, I haven't been, I haven't spent enough time with it. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I certainly did. I didn't grow up with it. Um, I don't remember him being big in Germany mm. at the time, but uh, I've gotten into him um, over the years here in Canada mm-hmm. and then <laughs> really loved what he did on the uh, on 1989 Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah. yeah. That was really I cool. listened to that on repeat for probably a week. Yeah. Um, I have to say I'm not like the biggest fan of Taylor Swift, generally speaking, just because it doesn't like immediately resonate with me i guess but you know it just it's it's kind of i guess through him i learned how powerful her songs are it's 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 so interesting to see also what production um and choices what difference they can make in a song you know and i mean we struggle with that in our music 
um, to find the right thing for a song yeah and how to go about it because um, there's just a multitude of ways to to produce uh, any given song you know that's a really great point right because when you break you might hear a song done by you know Taylor Swift or somebody who's current now mm-hmm. but when you break that song down in terms of structure and have someone like Ryan Adams or or even yourselves perform it mm-hmm. it would be completely different and you might appreciate the song a little bit more mm-hmm. based on you know production or even delivery sure yeah delivery yeah. and also how you uh, think of a person like Taylor Swift to me is someone that's in the tabloids and like you know whether it's by her own uh, choice or not mm-hmm. uh, and it's kind of a bit of a teenage rebel type person yeah. and I don't care for that as much so right. I immediately have a bit of a like oh it's Taylor Swift kind of thing yeah so you don't give it an actual chance but then you have a guy like Ryan Adams where you're like oh he's like a you know classic guy plays like solid rock music i guess um and somehow you give it more of a in my in my uh my personal opinion i guess i give it more of a chance just because i resonate with that that music a bit more than yeah and yeah definitely so that also plays in i guess you know yeah there's a lesson to be learned there too and i'm guilty of this too is i'll dismiss artists just based on the fact that i don't think they're for me Uh based on their overall kind of persona or message right yeah but when you take a song and have it done by someone like ryan adams then it kind of validates it to you and that's a little Mm -hmm. bit sad but you see the song in a different way and you learn to appreciate it a little bit more Mm -hmm. so i think he did her a huge favor by doing that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah He would probably never admit that, but yeah, I heard a really cool story about him once. I I, I loved him and I've loved him for a long time, but just because uh, he, he's a very pure organic musician and, and um, he does some interesting things like this Taylor Swift thing was cool, but he was in tour in he was on tour in Europe and uh, he had a, a, a female, I don't remember her name, a female singer songwriter opening for him. And for one of the shows, she fell ill. She was not able to go on. So what he did was he dressed up in her clothes <laughs> and went out in her time slot and played her set for her. Oh That's gosh, amazing. That's hilarious. Isn't that the coolest thing That's ever? That's so funny. That's do you, right do you know her name by chance? Like, I don't know. I can't remember what her name is right now. I do know it, but... Like, is there a video of it? Or I, 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 I think there is, yeah. That's so But that's amazing. just, like, stuff that he does. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, next tune, Joni Mitchell. Love Joni Mitchell. Both sides now. Great pick. Yeah, that's like, I feel like that's been my, one of my favorite songs by her since like childhood. Um, it's just, and I think, I think that song made me fall in love with lyrics truly for the first time, probably like just the lyrics in that song. I still can't believe like someone wrote that. (laughs) You know what I mean? You're just like, that's like the benchmark for me Yeah, is Mm -hmm. like those those lyrics and the way she crafts a a song and a story and with this song it can mean so many different things depending on like the moment of your life or you know what's going on and or who's listening and i just think it's it's such a beautiful beautiful song yeah i agree yeah i love it i listen to a lot of Joni mitchell this is from clouds i think Mm -hmm. 69 but she had a a great string of of records after this she had like nine records in a row that were all just incredibly good. Yeah. I listened to her a lot. I really like her, and I agree with what you said. Yeah. Yeah, I love her, too. I have a, a story about this song specifically. One of my birthdays, I went on a – what do you call it when when you get clues and you kind of go around? Oh, like the – Scavenger hunt. Uh, yes. yes. There was like sort of like a birthday scavenger hunt, and uh, one um, – led us to the library up at Young and um, Bloor, mm-hmm. the, 
It's like the biggest the reference, reference library. Yeah. yeah. And we went up to um, their music department and put on that. Re- I picked this record, um, both sides now, and listened to it on this record player with these amazing headphones. Yeah. And, you know, I'd listened to the song many times before, but somehow it made me really um, emotional. And hmm. just like hearing the sound with intention, just kind of like we're sitting down here right now, you're, or what you were talking about earlier, um, going into the wilderness basically to listen to your music in a new way, maybe even um, really focusing in on it. And I think um, that's what I did there in a certain way. And it, um, yeah, it just made me kind of, yeah, it made me cry really. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> it doesn't happen a lot. So Absolutely. Yeah. And that's fantastic when you, when you're in situations like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I try to set up situations like that myself. Like I'll listen to music sometimes in the dark or I'll, I'll make sure that it's my sole focus. Mm-hmm. You know, it's nice to have it on in the background depending on your situation. But like I will, you know, completely dial myself into it because there's mm-hmm. there's so much in there to be had, I find. Mm-hmm. You're like every musician's dream, I think. <laughs> it's yeah. like if only everyone took that amount of care mm-hmm. into listening, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting with the whole new sort of way of listening to music streaming specifically i guess music has become less of some less something that you have to focus on so you don't focus on it it's just more um a thing that you do um and we we were talking about this um the other day because we're with our new record coming out we're thinking about or, um we have decided to make uh, vinyl copies of it Good. because we want to kind of have a physical thing come from this music especially because it means uh, so much to us um but what i'm trying to get is it it, it ties into this conversation because having a record or a tape or even a cd there is more more intentional listening to the music and um we were watching this video on uh, vinyl whether it's good or bad and the guy was you know technically it's not better than anything else and maybe it's even worse than streaming or whatever for all these reasons, but it is so great to really give yourself the time to listen to something and to appreciate it because you experience music in a very different way and you don't get that through streaming. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And, and, you know, we could have a whole other podcast conversation about what it means to own music on a a vinyl record or a a cassette or whatever it is. And when I was a kid, you know, that was, there was a certain pride in that you would go and get the cassette and look through the liner notes. And that was a whole different experience. I've talked about that a million times on this show, Mm. but um, in streaming, that's kind of lost, you know, and, and somebody, a previous guest on the show, uh, a guy named Jeff Campbell, he used to play guitar for Sting, said that he, he actually gave Bon Jovi guitar lessons. <laughs> and, and they were talking about this, you know, like having music um, and then streaming it. And he said the problem with MP3s, even if you buy them from Apple or whatever it is on iTunes, is that uh, they just get buried. They get lost because mm-hmm. you don't have it in front of you as you would your vinyl collection or your, your cassette collection. You can kind of go through and look at the library and go, oh, yeah, that one. I forgot mm-hmm. I had that. You know, and I've done the same thing. I've just forgotten that I've bought songs. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, you just kind of forget if they're not a tangible thing right in front of you. Yeah. And, you, you know, one song finishes or an album finishes and Spotify or iTunes or whatever gives you something right right after that. You don't even have to mm-hmm. make that effort to like, now I have to take that record off. Yes. Put it in the in the sleeve yeah. and put a new one on. Yeah. And it just kind of starts to become this thing that you don't that you listen to but in a different way i mean both have have their upsides 
Yeah. I actually don't mind that because then you're introduced to new artists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's a completely different experience though. Yeah. And I will say that I, I had a very difficult time kind of making that transition from owning music, mm-hmm. my own vinyl, to not owning it anymore mm-hmm. and just kind of borrowing it, you know, because yeah. that's what you do. It's almost like you're renting it. Yeah. And I kind of had a difficult time with that concept. Me but too. now, it, right? It's, it's so funny. I remember, I don't know when it was, but like there were, there was, a year where that inter- idea was introduced into the consciousness of the public, I guess. Where yeah. Music one day will just be in the cloud and you you can just listen to it yeah. uh, and you won't own it. And I, it took me like a couple of days to think about that and to what that meant. And there were like lots of kind of emotions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, no, I don't want that. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then over time, you just kind of get used to it. And it's totally fine. I mean, for artists, it's been a blessing and a curse, too. But, like, we have all these avenues as uh, indie musicians to get out there now, um, get on playlists, um, and be heard by people that we never would have That's right. been heard by in all kinds of countries. Yeah. And that's yeah. amazing. Exactly. Know? That's yeah. the upside, for sure. Yeah. discount that, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, next you've got the Au Pairs and Find the Sun. Yeah, they're um, they're a Toronto-based trio, a female trio, and they just released um, like a winter album. And their harmonies are insane, and they sound the exact same live. Yeah, like it's it's pretty crazy. It's, but I it, I love this tune. It's so like cozy, and the instrumentation's sparse, so it leaves room for their vocals, which I think serves the song really really well. Yeah. It's three women, I think, right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. And they all have different, you know, projects and they all sing on like Dwayne Gretzky. I don't know if you know that, like yeah. the big cover bands. Um, yeah. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next is Hearts and Your Love. Is this from a soundtrack? I'm it was, sure. it was, um, it was featured on 13 Reasons Why. Yes. Um, the Netflix show. So I think it got a lot of popularity after that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's we were introduced to this band because our friend had tickets to see them at the Drake Underground and then accidentally double booked themselves. So it's really interesting being introduced to a band, like just seeing them live first. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they blew our minds. Yeah, yeah, they were so great. Yeah, they're kind of um, interesting. Like their sound is, it, her vocals mostly kind of, I guess, ha- have that very noticeable sound that kind of mixes Stevie Nicks and Cyndi Lauper. Yeah. Um, and she also has has that sort of stage presence. Not that I've seen either of those uh, people live before. Yeah. But you know, you, you've seen videos, and they have that yeah. sort of character and, and whatever. And, and she has that vibe on stage, and they just kind of really pulled us in. And the sound, um, yeah, we really love it. And the chorus, it's like you hear the chorus, and you're like, oh, I wish we wrote that. Yeah. Chorus. <laughs> like you just get envious of it. Uh-huh, exactly. It's so good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, tell me about this next one, Big Thief. It's uh, Shark Smile. Mm-hmm. I don't know this. Big Thief. I don't know a whole lot about the band because they're fairly new to me too. Um, our bassist actually introduced me to them, mm-hmm. um, and it took me a while to get into them. Yeah, for me, it often takes time to get into a record, especially when someone recommends something to me, and mm-hmm. maybe it doesn't come at the right time in my life or whatever. You know, one right. week is different from from the next, and so I listened to the record and I was like, yeah, that's cool, but it doesn't really like resonate right at this point. Yeah. Um, and then I think I heard that song on a playlist a few weeks later. It's like, who's that? And I was like, oh, it's Big Thief. Crazy. Um, and 
since then I've just been listening to them and um yeah they have that very sort of uh classic that song specifically has that kind of classic rock drive uh, and beat but they mix it with sort of unconventional sounds and how they use the elements that make up a rock band I guess mm-hmm. um and she kind of sings in this lazy way over top of it like she doesn't really care but not in a like pretentious way yeah um and yeah the melody is beautiful um the lyrics are poetic and i haven't actually figured them out yet or yeah. looked them up but it it sounds great <laughs> i kind of um, like that though yeah you know, exactly it's, it's, and sometimes you know when you don't immediately figure it out it's nice to also kind of put your own meaning to it exactly you know like it's interpretive yeah i still like that you know with tragically hip songs mm-hmm. you know i i almost feel like they're just there for you to interpret that's a band that i only got to know coming to canada and then more in recent years have they kind of emerged in my musical world through a band i played in and did a couple covers of, ah. of them um by the time i like they they were in my mind it was almost over again kind of thing you know yeah um, yeah they're a canadian rock royalty to yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 yeah yeah very popular uh next you guys have uh this is interesting this i think is a collaboration between is it Aaron Dusner and Justin Vernon, I think, right? Yes. It's Big Red Machine, and I won't run from it. Yeah. The, I mean, it's so interesting. Like, So they started this collaboration like 10 years ago mm-hmm. and only just released uh, new music in the summer, like their f- debut music. Um, but it's such a awesome thing as a fan of both artists, uh-huh. uh, Bonnie Iver and The National, to to have, like, have them make a musical baby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then be so great yeah has has been and like reveals itself in time like you notice a new thing every time you listen to to their album but this song this song is like a standout for me because there's no other songs like it like a lot of the other songs on um on their album are a bit more experimental and and are awesome but this is like more of a traditional song yeah and i i love that it starts with like that finger picky guitar and then kind of moves into something like it, it eases you in, in into like bigger more experimental sounds yes. um, mm-hmm. yeah and i don't know i think they just i think they should do more yeah <laughs> i don't think they will but i think they should do you think so they love will? The, the the sort of rhythm i don't even actually know how to describe it in technical terms but they place the accents of the rhythm in so it's the opposite way it should be, but it works at the same time. Mm. That probably won't make any sense right now, but like, <laughs> <laughs> listen to it. And you'll, know, you'll know what I mean. <laughs> All right. So your uh, last tune here is by the Bar Brothers, and yeah. it's called Defibrillation. It's kind of uh, not, I, I wouldn't call it an inspiration, but it's probably the one of the one of the bands that our band um loves uh and yeah generally their their sound uh is very well crafted and it it just sounds so real yeah uh, and beautiful it's very it's very organic Mm -hmm. yeah yeah organic yet also like experimental yes these guys are from montreal is that right yeah yeah I think they're 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 playing at the Mod Club next month. I think. Yeah, they're doing. I think like a five day show. Yeah, yeah. You're going right. Actually, it's uh, three nights, oh, and um, <laughs> they're playing um, all their albums in um, consecutive order. I think. Right. Um, which is a cool concept. I think. Very. Uh, and I'm excited to see them because last time I saw them at um, the, uh, no Danforth oh. Music Hall. Ah, and right. Yeah. It, it's it's always a letdown sound wise for me. Yeah. Um, I find it very uh, muddy in that 
venue and so i didn't enjoy the show as much as i'd like to and i think seeing them at uh, the mod club will be beautiful in, in that sense to, yeah. to really kind of get a sense of the, the sound yeah i think so too okay so uh shall we play a song yeah sure. can we hear best time yeah that's great you think the mic should just yes maybe just push it that way a little bit like that way yeah and then move it forward that should be perfect I'm staring out at an ocean of love And I'm so proud of all that we've done Together, I know we might not have forever But I still couldn't ask for better don't I know time moves too fast As I'm looking at my hourglass I've learned the only thing I need Is you standing next to me Babe, I know the curtain's closing soon But that doesn't mean it's over for me and you before it's my time to go I just have to say I love will never fade I love will never fade Darling Thanks for the wild ride Oh what a beautiful life I had the best time with you Oh I had the best time with you I just wanna sing your praises When I'm with you our love's contagious It radiates like a holy light Brightening the darkest night Babe, I know the curtain's closing soon But that doesn't mean it's over for me and you before it's my time to go I just have to say Our love will never fade Our love will never fade Darling Thanks for the wild ride Oh what a beautiful life I had the best time with you Oh I had the best time with you Just beginning, I'll be here waiting patiently. Every road you walk down, standing tall beside you. Our love won't change, our love won't never change. Tonight, thanks for the wild ride. Oh, what a
That was incredible. Thanks. That really trumpet that. really amps it up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't See, not play it after you were talking about the trumpet. I know much you like it. I, I, you, know. you know, it's funny <laughs> because the trumpet... I, I love that. I love that you, you know, I, songs are made sp- even more special by things like that, yeah. right? I, I'm one of those guys who I, I love, um, like, the little intricacies. Mm-hmm. And I really love that about best time in addition to a bunch of other things. But I thought it was really cool that you <laughs> improvised and put that in. It was so great. That was fantastic, you guys. You have a lovely voice, Thank actually. You. Yeah. Thanks. I thought that was really great. Thank you. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys came in today. This Thanks has been so much. awesome. Yeah, such a pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. This has been No Sleep Till Subbury with Brent Jensen and my special guests Ashley and Timon from In The City. Till next time, folks. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Subbury. Leftover people and all my favorite people are broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide. <laughs>